Hello and welcome to Sobertown Podcast, made and made for www.sobertownpodcast.com where we have lots of great podcasts, lots of great stories and some fantastic resources as well. It's your one-stop sobriety shop, so head on over there for all things sobriety. And today I am really, really excited. It's a long time since I've done an interview, actually, you know, a good, good few months. And I'm so excited to be coming back um, into this interviewing realm with the wonderful, beautiful SJ. Hello. Hi. You all right? (laughs) I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Just thought I'd finally... uh... Listen to the old guides and that, and uh, bite the bullet and surrender and, and do this because I keep putting it off and keep booking it and then not doing it. And it's just the right time to get it out uh, there. Yeah, I think that's really important. It has to be the right time, doesn't it? The right time for you, for you to tell your story. Yeah. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it can be very, very cathartic, it can be a great release to do, but you have to be in the moment and at that time for you and you know sometimes or mostly many of us do have what we call sort of a, a post share hangover um so i just want you and anybody else out there to know that we are here for anyone sharing their stories you know it doesn't end with just sharing your story us guys are all around to support you um in the follow-up too so okay <laughs> Okay, so without uh, much ado, let's crack on because you and I have met in person, haven't we, last yes, year? Yes, we have, haven't yes. we? <laughs> we have. And it was wonderful. It was so lovely, so lovely. And we, we had a, a little uh, lunch, didn't we? And some uh, yeah. non alcoholic drinkies in a pub. We met in a pub. And, yes, we did. Uh, in a pub, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. True. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I've known you to on the app. But a long time from the app. Long time, long time. So, and and we spoke a bit then about you doing your story when we met up, didn't we? And you asked me to, to if you could share it with me, and I was very, very honoured and very excited. So, um, <laughs> let's crack on then, shall we? I'll just hand it over to you, and you can just start wherever you would like. Okay, right. Um, well, for some of you that don't know me, I'm SJ. I think I'm SJH three 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 or SJ three 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 on the app um I'm five months sober now um never really know when to start where to start because I've done sort of you know shares as such sort of 20 minute shares on other things but this kind of is a more of a more in-depth sort of story of my I guess so we'll go way back to the beginning (laughs) (laughs) it's the best way isn't it we'll start near at the beginning so I was brought up um all my family were white my dad was my uh, non-biological dad, so he um, he didn't adopt me. They just changed my name by Deepol when I was six months old. My mum met my dad. Um, so I never really kind of thought I was any different to anyone else, but kind of looking back at different things, I can kind of pick up on things now where maybe I, I was kind of seeing myself as different, but I didn't really notice it then. I can notice it now I'm older. Um so my mum, she um, she was never diagnosed with depression or anxiety or anything like that, but she definitely had depression and anxiety. She um, she also was addicted to pain medication, so she, she would take lots and lots of pain medication. Mm-hmm. And without sort of meaning to, she's she put a lot of um, insecurities onto me 
um, by me kind of being around her a lot and picking up things that she was doing or, you know, kind of how she was and stuff. Um, she was she was still a great mum, you know. I know we had, like, she very, I was very close to my mum. If anything, I think she kind of did a lot of her growing up with me. So she was she was my mum, but she was also like more of a friend as well. So sometimes it would get a little bit mixed up. Um, you know, I could have done with someone being a bit more strict with me, <laughs> to be honest. But you know, can't rumble, can't always want things. Things are as they are. Um, yeah. So growing up, I was quite um, I was loud. <laughs> very much into dance um and sports um you know at school I was like you know the clown and a dancer and into a lot of athletics and all that sort of stuff I didn't drink I didn't smoke um my friends did I remember taking like my friends packs of like 10 cigarettes and their matches home putting it on my windowsill because my mum knew like I didn't smoke um mm. you know I was I was more into like the sporty stuff and you know all the other bits and pieces but I was still very, um, I would wear a mask quite a lot. I would kind of blend in with whoever it was that I was hanging around with. I was quite good at being a, is it a chameleon? I think they call chameleon, it. Chameleon, yeah. Yeah. Very good at doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did prefer hanging around with the boys. The girls just seemed quite bitchy. Um, I could be bitchy, but I did prefer to be with the boys. It just They just seemed a lot easier to hang around with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think you you were very similar, weren't you? I remember this. Yeah, I was the right tomboy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I grew up yeah. in the street with the boys when I was little, and uh, yeah, yeah, much much preferred sort of playing cowboys and Indians with me, me guns or whatever, or action man. No Cindy dolls here. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. So yeah, so I'm always into just you know, I was I was quite a free sort of child. You know, I was I just I just enjoyed being quite free and you know but then I think like from looking back it was like hormones started to kick in and I I really struggled with like you know all these like really deep feelings and you know why why am I feeling so I never quite could understand any of it or you know um I remember getting being told at one of my dancing lessons by my one of my teachers like oh Sarah Jane you'll never be a, a professional ballet dancer because you're too tall well, that just broke broke it for me. I was just like, oh my god, I'm never going to be able to do what I've always wanted to do. Um, I still sort of carried on doing bits. Um, I, uh, if I sort of got a crush on somebody, I would like be obsessive about them, literally obsessive. And I think I was probably about 14, 13, 14. I had a crush, a crush on a boy who was more of a friend, um, and it wasn't kind of what's the word like. We separate, you know, the word it wasn't located, yeah, yeah. And I actually remember babysitting for one of my mum's friends and going in her cupboard and taking shitloads of tablets. So, like, I was that like my emotions were just, I just couldn't cope with them. I didn't have Mm. how to. Um, and I remember waking up in hospital and being absolutely livid at my mum that I was still here. (laughs) I did not want to be here. I was adamant, like, let me go back, let me go back. I just didn't want to be here. Um, Luckily, you know, it didn't work and I am still here. I'm very grateful yeah. for that. <laughs> it wasn't my time, even though I would no. have liked to, it to have been. So, yeah, I really did struggle with a lot of emotional stuff when I was younger. Um, so, I was, you know, I stopped doing the dancing, started getting more into boys. Um, and then um, what happened there? 
yeah, started getting more into boys and then going out like clubbing and stuff. And that's sort of that's when I started like um but when we used to go on holiday, I only used to drink like half a cider, probably I was probably about 15 when I first mm. had my first alcoholic drink. And like I I didn't like beer or anything like that. No, none of that sort of stuff. But cider, because it was just like apple juice, fizzy apple juice, really. That's kind of what it tastes like. And I'd have like, I would be allowed half a pint of cider when we went out for our, like, you know, family butlins or haven holidays. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like up on the dance floor, like, you know, because I was loud and whatnot anyway. So that would just bring it out even more, you know. Um, But it's quite innocent then, you know, it's literally on holiday, come home, never kind of really happened again, not even at Christmas Mm. or anything like that. yeah, so then, as I say, I was probably about 15, coming up to 16, was sort of end of um, secondary school, more than likely, the last sort of year. So I started getting into clubbing. So I went to like just like a local club, um, which was all, all under 18s. There was no alcohol or anything, you know, people did bring it in or whatever. I didn't drink, mm. still didn't drink. And I was outside with one of my friends and she was like, oh, do you want to try like... Do you want to try this? And I was like, oh, what is it? And she said, it's speed. And I was like, I didn't know, didn't know what speed was. I was like, oh, okay. She said, I know you don't like drinking. You don't like the way it feels. And I was like, I hate it. I don't, it just, it's just too much. Um, mm. So anyway, I tried that. Loved it. <laughs> I was okay. like, up all night. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Little bit of a hangover, but nowhere near as it would be with alcohol. So obviously that kind of opened up my, my world to, oh, I don't need to drink, but I can do other things to make me feel mm feel more sort of I don't know like everybody else in a way because I would still feel not the same if I wasn't doing something um yeah so did you feel did you feel quite different sorry did you feel quite different from other people at that point then yeah I think I was I mean when I went to yeah because when I went to secondary school there was only me and one other girl that went to the school from my primary school so I was kind of thrown into this secondary school and I didn't know anybody so I was still trying to find where I would actually fit in, you know, mm. I would, and I'd hang around with some kids that, and, and I'd end up like stealing <laughs> and yeah. stealing with them. And then I'd end up being quite good, good at stealing. You know, I'd even have money when I'd go out, but I was still still just mm. kind of like, so whoever, as I say, whoever, whatever group I was with, I would do whatever it was that they were sort of doing in a way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then I just started sort of 15 started sort of getting into going clubbing like underage you know mm-hmm. like ids ministry of sound and um, and it was still saying really a bit of bit of um speed maybe trips you know i'd go to the local um club and sort of go there and do bits and pieces there like mainly drugs as i say it wasn't really wasn't really alcohol i'd have bottles of water so um then i met lewis's my oldest my oldest son now mm-hmm. is 28 and I met his dad. He was a few years older than me. Um, and it was like the first person I'd ever like really loved, but had the same sort of back that I thought was normal. Same feeling, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, oh my God, he's like the best thing ever, you know, all that sort of malarkey. Um, and he was the first person that I properly slept with, you know, because mm. I was, what was I then? I was probably 16, coming up to 17, I think, when I met him. Um, still doing bits and pieces of drugs and whatnot. Anyway, I got pregnant. So, uh, you know, and he at that point was going to go 
had the opportunity to go to uni and I was like look just go because it's really good for us like as a little family anyway he went off to uni ended up cheating on me I found out about all that sort of stuff and then it kind of felt like I had like a a crack in my personality I kind of just split it was Mm. just like I don't even know how to explain how it happened or what what made it I don't know if it was all to do with the emotions again but I just kind of just split um so obviously and I'm, I'm like single single parent I wasn't living at my mum and dad's because I, I lived there for a little while after I had Lewis and then it was like she just kind of suffocated me too much with him and I wanted to be his mum I didn't want her like constantly making doing everything for me like oh my god I can change his nappy oh my god I can do this so I was like I'm moving out <laughs> which I did yeah oh dear. yeah um so yeah so then this but I was still me but then I still had this like other personality that sort of come out quite a bit that was quite sort of destructive in a way, I think. Um, and I, uh, I just decided I'm, I'm going to get into prostitution. I really didn't like myself. I just had this like, um, I was a lot bigger. You know, I was probably, I don't know, probably about 15, 16 stone. I was big. I just, mm-hmm. I just didn't like myself in that way. And I just remember saying to my friend, oh, I'm going to get into prostitution. It was just like, it was just like, just like getting a job at Boots. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to try that. I'm going to see yeah. what that's like. It was an ad in mm-hmm. the paper. And it wasn't because I needed money, because I didn't. Because my mum was very good at helping me. Um, you know, I, I was okay for money. It wasn't, it wasn't any, it was all to do with me um, having this other personality and kind of just like putting the mask on and just being someone else. Because when I did it, I was very much going into, um, yeah, sorry, I've skipped something. So when I left school, I went to college and I was doing performing arts. So I was very much mm-hmm. into, you know, so it was quite easy for me to go into character doing this job. So I'd done that for, I don't know, probably about a year on and off, not all the time. And then I kind of got to the point where I was sort of um, looking at all the other girls and thinking, like, they come down from, like, wherever like all these places up north and stuff and they come and work down here for two or three weeks at a time and yeah they've got nice cars and they own their own houses and da 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 da. but do I want to be doing this for the rest of my life like no I don't you know it's not really and I was doing drugs every single time I was doing it I wasn't myself you know I'd lost loads of weight um Mm. but I wasn't happy I wasn't happy Doing was, doing. The, was the drugs a way of, of blocking yourself to what you were doing were you sort of numbing yourself to what you were doing definitely yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. I would smoke pot in the day anyway and I was drinking as well at that point I was drinking not not like all the time but I would still drink um sociably like I'd always have like people at my flat because I was like the young mum and my mm. brother lived with me. and everybody would be at my flat and it was always like party party place especially just if I didn't have Lewis, he'd go to his granny's or whatever. Or even if, if Lewis was at home, you know, it was still like, <laughs> God, you know, it's just party house. Mm. Um, yeah, so I was definitely covering, you know, whatever it was that I was trying to. It was all there to be healed, the trauma from other stuff. I could feel it, but I didn't know that that's what it was. I just see it as anxiety, depression, because after I had Lewis, I was diagnosed with postnatal depression. And they mm-hmm. put me straight on antidepressants. So I was on them and I was drinking. And I was, so it was just like a whole vicious circle of like numbing. Yeah. And and not knowing how to like 
I'd have counselling as well, lots of different bits of counselling. But then that's not really going to work properly if I'm doing other stuff. You know, I needed to be, I think I needed to be normal and clean to for, for it to work properly because it wasn't going mm. in. I was unlocking things, but I'd come out and I'd smoke a joint and then I'd forget about whatever it was I was yeah. doing. So it was just yeah. pointless. Mm. Um, yeah, so I managed to get out of that That's that side of stuff. I, I know I, I did leave it quite easily. I was very lucky that, you know, I could just go, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. And I didn't Good. do that anymore. Um, then I met um, my second child's father, Reese. Reese is 22 now. So I met Reese's dad and he was... Um, a heroin addict and uh, I thought oh you know I can help him you know I don't do that I just smoke a bit of weed or whatever like you know I'm normal (laughs) I thought I was normal (laughs) Uh, everybody else that was around me and he was like no different because he was doing things that I'd never done before and I would never do that um and I was like yeah I can help him and anyway so he ended up moving in um and I kind of went to the point where I used to like drive him around. I used to take my mum's car, even though she told me not to take her car. I would take her mum's my mum's car, drive him and his like friends around that were you know stealing and stuff, and then they'd go and get whatever drugs that they were needed. And then they'd but they'd give me like I have weed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember this one time when I was with them, and I was having like the worst girly time ever because I would really struggle with my my monthlies really yeah. struggle and, and I remember him doing it and I'm, I just remember going can I have a bit of that and he, and he was like no I don't, I don't want to give it to you I was like I am really like I was like my emotions are all over I just didn't want to keep feeling what I was feeling da, da, da. anyway so I ended up trying that tried it on with the foil I was really sick and then I was like well just inject it just, just not seeing the danger in anything at all. That's kind of how my life's always been. Just not, not always like since sobriety side, but before it was like, just, just see no danger in it. It was just like, like a child just running free. Like, oh, that's okay. I can try that. <laughs> you know, uh, just not even thinking about the films that I've seen on it. You know, transport and all the other stuff. Like, oh my god, this is like, this is not good. Mm. Anyway, so ended up injecting it. Um, well, I didn't. He did. Um, and then I think I was with him for about six months. So I was doing it on and off. And I, mm-hmm. I was going down the dark, dark. I was kind of losing myself quite quickly. Um, but in my eyes, I wasn't doing enough to actually have been as ill as I was because I was getting really ill in the mornings and actually having mm-hmm. to, I needed to have, have the stuff. Um, and like looking back now, I just think there could have been anything in that. Yeah. I didn't have a clue at all. Mm. And it was, I was letting him like inject it in me. <laughs> I just think, wow. Like, yeah. I, I, I kind of see this sort of innocent little girl in you trying to their very best, any which way to fit in, to fit in somewhere and try and, all, you know, because if the other people can do this, it must be okay because they're doing it. It must be okay. Other people are in prostitution, other people are doing drugs, other people are drinking. It must be okay because they do it. And it's just that wanting to fit in, be accepted and have that reciprocal love and affection as you were talking about and just being, being there with others. Mm. Yeah. I remember having like a really horrible argument with my mum in the kitchen and I look back and I think, oh my God, I was, I was a right bitch. I really spoke to her like she was nothing. 
And I was thinking that wasn't even that wasn't me. That was like that was the drugs, you know, because mm. it wasn't something that I, would, I wouldn't normally speak to my mum like that at all. Not you know, just, just wouldn't. Um, mm. So I was really lucky in a way, maybe not in some ways, because obviously Reese was sort of conceived while I was using. Um, oh. But I found out I was pregnant. Um, I was only like a few weeks or so. I mean, I remember thinking like, I'm sick, but I'm sick. Like, is it because of that? Is it because of, and then I thought, I'm just going to do a pregnancy test. Anyway, I mm. did and I was pregnant and it was like another, like, right, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of him. <laughs> like, my mum came around. I have, I was on methadone. I think, it's, I think that's what it's called for mm-hmm. however many days. I was really ill. Um, got it all out of my system. Um, so really, in my eyes, like I look at Reese now, and I just think like he, he saved me because if I don't, if I don't, even though I had Lewis, if I couldn't have done it for my son, um, I managed to do it because I was actually pregnant this time around. Um, yeah. But I was very, very, you know, very good at hiding things. A lot of people just thought I was just stoned because my flat was still immaculate. Uh, Lewis still looked clean, and I was look, still doing all the OCD shit that I've always done. But I was slipping a little bit with things. So people were noticing little bits near the end. Mm. Um, sorry, my dog's just made a weird noise behind me. I haven't just farted. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear it. <laughs> oh, that's good. I did. I just looked at her like, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I managed to get off, get off all that. Very, very lucky once again. I think, you know guys and angels as we'll get onto that later on there's definitely been around me more than I mm-hmm. probably didn't know them but now I know that is true um so yeah we split up I got rid of him had had Reese um and then six months later I met who I'm married to now uh Daniel and so and it was a bit weird because I was six months old when my non-biological dad met me and then Reese was six months old when his non-biological dad met him. So it's kind of like history repeating itself. Um, but, you know, we'd both sort of come out. I mean, Dan's like five years younger than me. We'd both come out of relationships that were a bit not great, whatever. We both had insecurities. So it was as much as it was, it was a, there was a lot of battling with personalities and stuff near the beginning and just finding each other's places like you do in most relationships. Mm-hmm. Um I was still sort of drinking on and off. Uh, I wasn't smoking pot at that point. I'd gone to weed because <laughs> I'd never smoked weed before. I remember the first time I smoked weed and I just laughed the whole time. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this. This is much nicer than pot. And it doesn't like hot rocks everywhere. You know, this is much nicer. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I was just still on that, you know, smoking weed. And I think also because I'd had like Lewis so young, it just felt like I was continuously trying to catch up with all the stuff that I might have missed up out on, you know? Um, you know, I've worked in bars, done different cleaning jobs and all bits and pieces, but it was all so I could still kind of fit in with my friends and do normal things like they were. Mm. Um, so, yes, yeah, so met Dan, still carried on doing all the bits and pieces. My mum got really, my mum had been in and out of hospital for as young as I can remember. Um so she got really, really poorly and she ended up going into hospital when she was 40, well, properly. She had her toes amputated when she was in her early 40s. Um, ended up coming home from that and then she had to go to like a rehabilitation type of hospital. 
Um, and then she ended up having like multiple organ failure. And it was because of all the medication that she was, because she would literally like get a packet of Nurofen. I'm like pop them all out and just do them all in one go. Right. She was like banned from different chemists. She was on like, she had like, um, what's it called? The morphine drink stuff for pain. Mm-hmm. So all her teeth had like disintegrated. Oh. Her hair had like all fallen out. So it was really like, it was like we'd kind of reverse roles sort of later on. I was the mum and she was the daughter. You know? mm-hmm. And it was it was really hard, but I was trying to keep it together because I've got two, my brothers are like a couple of years younger than me. Um, and then like, there's my dad. So I was trying to keep it all together for, for everybody and be, you know, but still drinking, still like going out at weekends or whatever. Um, but then, yeah, so she, she, she passed away when she was 47. Um, mm-hmm. And I was still on antidepressants then. So it was like, I, I hadn't like even properly grieved or anything with, when it comes to when she died because hmm. obviously I was upset but I was still once again trying to control everything trying to keep it all like together I'm all right this is all okay you know hmm. you know just let's have a drink it's all right have a smoke it's okay don't you know anyway carried on doing all that um and then um I'd have like little spats of like not drinking because I always used to think oh it's drink that's my problem uh it's not everything else so I just stopped drinking like I won't drink you know because one drink and something switches whereas one puff of a joint I'm, I'm all right with that so you know something was definitely changing as I was getting older and I was kind of but then I didn't really take it into too much too much account um but then in 2013 I had um I was up uh, in a real crossroads in my life mm. and um I remember being in my son's bedroom. No one else was here. And I was just in so much emotional pain. I just wanted to end everything because I couldn't cope with how I was feeling. And no no amount of anything I was doing was making any difference. Um, And, you know, when you're just like snot, just cry, and it's just horrible. You just don't, uh, you know, you could literally just turn around and just do something and that'd be it. Because nothing else was going through my mind. and then I, I remember looking up and I just see all this like weird geometry stuff. Like <laughs> I can't properly explain it. It was all like mirrored geometry things. I wasn't even in the bedroom. Like, I was in, even though I knew I was in my son's bedroom. And I remember thinking, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I didn't know what was going on. Um, and like my, my heart rate kind of went completely normal. I felt like really calm. I felt like this like warmth all around my whole body. Um, and then I heard like, you'll never feel like this again. And I remember thinking, I don't know what's going on. And then I kind of blinked a few times um, and I just felt and everything kind of went back to normal. And then I remember kind of thinking, oh, my TV is recording what I'm saying at the moment. How weird is that? Sorry, I just looked on the corner of my eye and I'm thinking, what is going on? It's actually just brought up all the words I've just said. Really? Yeah. That is weird. Sorry, it's never done that before. It does do things like that, but I've never noticed it. That was weird. Anyway, yeah, so that happened. And I just felt like after, it's like, do you know what? I, I, I know, I feel, I don't know, I just feel completely different. I felt like I had like this power and I just felt a bit like Wonder Woman. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, yeah, something's changed. I don't know what it was, but something completely changed. Anyway, after that, I started um, getting into meditation 
because I was just like, it's just like something just like a walking experience, something completely changed in me. So I started getting really into meditation. I um, started weaning off my, my medication for anxiety or depression, whatever they were giving me. Can't remember what they were now, but I've been on and off of tablets for over 20 years. So I started weaning off them. And then I kept hearing like Reiki coming through um, when I was doing like silent meditation and stuff. And I was thinking, I've never heard mm. it before. I don't know what it is. So I looked into that, had a few sessions of that. Um, anyway, long story short, I ended up having to be attuned to, to start teaching, to start being a channel for this Reiki energy. And the guy was like, look, you need to stop eating dairy, uh, like all these other things and like not smoke and you need to stop like drinking alcohol and I was like oh <laughs> when he was going like need to stop eating dairy I was like yeah da, 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 yeah alcohol. oh how really? long do I have to stop <laughs> yeah how long you know I could stop yeah. eating meat and everything that was easy yeah uh, you know okay right he said well so you don't have to do it permanently but you have to do it for like I think it was a few weeks or so beforehand so that I was clear and then afterwards, so that the energy could still go through anyway. So I did manage it. I did it all. Um, ended up coming completely off all my medication. So that's kind of where my journey started with the not drinking. But I, it did reintroduce itself again quite quickly mm. afterwards. So I get some pieces. Ended up coming off medication, getting into the healing side and stuff, and understanding more about me as a person and what it is that makes me who I am. Um, um, yeah, so then I still sort of started having like little spats, more longer periods of like not drinking, you know. Oh, I'll stop drinking for, I won't drink in the week. I just have a little bit of the weekend. Not, I really drunk in the week, but you know, it's like in summer. It's like pims, pims o'clock, you know, <laughs> nothing heavy. Because I'm such a lightweight, I literally have to sniff alcohol and I'm, I'm like buzzing. So, mm. you know, it's <laughs> Um, oh, I'll stop smoking weed instead. Or, oh, I'll stop doing this. So it was always like one or the other type of thing. Yeah. Um, that went on for a few years, on and off. Um, and then kind of we started, me and my husband, we started dabbling in like cocaine as well like on a weekend or whatever. So that kind of was on and off for a bit as well. And then I just kept getting to the point where I was just like, you know what, I'm so drained and I'm so tired of this whole cycle of like, I want to stop, but I really don't know how to stop. So I tried AA and we went to a couple of their meetings um, and I was like, this, this is like a cult. I don't like this. I'm not coming back. They're telling me I can't even be with Daniel. They're telling me that I yeah. can't be with him. But he's, he's not an addict. And I'm thinking, no, he's not an alcoholic. And I'm thinking, no, he's not an alcoholic, but am I an alcoholic? And I, it really confused me anyway. As much as I had stopped drinking while I was doing it, I wasn't happy with how they what, what they were asking me to do. So I didn't bother going to that. And then I was still like, you know, there's got to be something else other than just that there. Mm -hmm. You know, I even looked into rehabs and I wasn't even that bad. I got told, you're not that bad. You don't need to go to rehab. <laughs> oh, okay, then. I do. So then it was, um, I think it was not long after Christmas. Uh, oh, that was it. 2019, I, my sister-in-law had a big birthday and um, I was hammered. There was kids there and everything. And luckily the kids never see what I was doing because apparently I was gyrating on the floor. And I didn't have a lot on and people could see everything. I was mortified. Mm. Like, mm. So upset. Um, there've been other times in the past where I've been away on holiday, got like, like drunk, got lost, you know, anything could have happened to me. All the things that I think back now, I think, Oh my God, I really were putting myself in so much danger. 
yeah so I was like mortified after this this birthday and I was like I need to find something so I went on the on Google Google Play or whatever mm-hmm. it was with Google and stuff and a couple of things come up and then I see like the IAS um app and I thought all right let me try this I don't really know what it is but I'll see what it's about when I first got on there I wasn't I didn't use it kind of how I do now I kind of didn't understand I thought I just need to do it as a clock timer just to see how long I can go you know it wasn't even mm-hmm. so much about what I was saving money wise because it wasn't really it was just so I could stop um and I kind of commented on a few people's things and I didn't really kind of didn't use it properly very well first of all so I come come off that for a bit and I, I would still have it I would still have it there even if I was still drinking or whatever and then I, as time went on I got a bit more used to other people and how it works and the connections and the whole sort of how you know if you comment on their post and their comment back on your post and and I was finding these connections with different people and I was just like oh okay now I'm trying to get I'm getting a bit more used to this now um and then also understanding that it doesn't just need to be like I don't just need to connect with people that have got like my sort of issues with like drinking alcohol it can be people that could just be drink or it could just mm-hmm. be alcohol or, but then mm-hmm. there was all these similar I can't say the word similarities see it doesn't Sim- come out similar, right. similar oh gosh I can't now <laughs> similarities similar similarities <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Oh yeah, we're all quite the same. Yeah, yeah. Things are similar. They're similar things. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm really kind of getting like like really nice connections with people. You know, mm. still. Um, oh, and uh, obviously there was just I mean, you know, old drifter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think we talked about this before dinner and I'm, I can see myself thinking like, am I allowed to say this person, this person, this person? <laughs> There's like loads. I mean, I can't reel off everybody, but obviously Lilo and um, Rags. And so the on the IS app, I you know, started having different connections with different people at different times. Um, you know, uh, obviously yourself, um, mm-hmm. Polly, Polly A, uh, I must, Lilo, Rags, um mm. uh, uh there's so many I've kind of gone blank now and I will just blame it on being perimenopausal I'm not blaming it on my age I'm just like <laughs> no. you know what? I blame it all on that <laughs> it's easier isn't it yeah. um so I was having all these different connections with people and like having that like people actually understanding because it took me a while to open up a bit on on there because I would only really sort of just I wouldn't really pop posts up I would just maybe talk to people whatever occasionally. Then I started putting more up and then opening up about myself and then reading other people's posts and they're opening up about themselves. I'm like, that's what I do. That's mm. what I do. And they say something back and I'll be like, oh, my God, this is a bit like therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Except for you're not speaking directly to that person like by talking. It's, and I'm not very good at typing and like putting my words down thing. I'm more of a, a talking person rather than typing it out. Um, but it was really kind of really beneficial and really helping me. Um, and I was getting some really good sober time when I was on there. And uh, but I still wasn't I was still having like I think one time I had nearly a year of no alcohol, but I was still smoking weed and I was still doing bits of cocaine now and again. But for me, it was like, woohoo, I'm not drinking. I'm doing really well. Yeah. 
only looking back like now, now I'm where I am now and realizing that no, 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 it doesn't work like that. <laughs> I needed to stop it all. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was doing all those and then I started doing like Zoom meetings at the start as well. And um, so I would go to a few of those as well. And that was like to finally see people for real. It was just like, I would just laugh quite a lot. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I could actually put a face to like the people's like thingy names, you know, and find out people's real names as well. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our pseudo names. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a whole, you know, whole new world that I just didn't even know existed out there mm. you know and you know for people that are I mean I think it's just got really huge now it's just it's blown up like to something that I don't think even like the people that made the the app even thought it would be doing what it's doing now no I mean app- it is yeah and, and the app we're talking about for those that, that don't know about it is the I am Sabre app that we shortened to IAS which most of us on set well all of us on Sabertown, that's where we we kind of met, really. And as you've said, it's got day counters. It's got a community there. You've got money that you saved. You know, you can count how much you saved. But um, And you can be completely, completely anonymous on there. You use pseudonames and you just post and read and connect. Because we've learned that connection really, really helps, doesn't it, with us in our sobriety. And, and there's a few people, you know, there's quite a lot of stuff that's actually come from the app. I mean, the Sabertown podcast. Um, the ladies groups that we have on telegram with people connecting and supporting one another and the unofficial zines that you've just mentioned as well um that mm-hmm. a few of the people from the app um just started those zooms and we have ladies only zooms as well now so it really has um progressed and and stops it the app itself has set off although all those things i just mentioned aren't licensed or guarantee or recommended necessarily by the app it's stuff that has come from the app which individuals have taken on to do and it's really really helping oh my god massively yeah because I remember mm. when like Fifty was talking about like the possibility of doing like a podcast and stuff from and you know I mean I, I don't I think it, I don't know if you'd spoke about doing it before any of this sort of stuff but when you start getting sober and you start getting some sobriety time, your mind starts getting so much more clearer to what you actually really want out of life. Um, and it's just like, you know, all those years of like um, kind of dumbing ourselves down in a way. And then all of a sudden everything kind of start ma- magically starts coming back all together again. It's just like, it's just, it is like magic. It's like, you know, like, like being a, a, a baby again and learning all these new things and, and like growing again more as a person. And, you know, I mean, I, um, yeah, so I was kind of doing all the stuff for the app and all the other bits and pieces, but I was still really struggling with relapsing. Um, mm. Yeah. My husband was still like using, um, whereas I was already on this journey of like wanting to stop and, you know, having recovery time and, you know, I would still use with him or da 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 and then I would blame him for stuff and then I'd blame myself and it was still the vicious circle of, like, guilt and all the other bits and pieces around me. Um, you know, still working, still doing lots of different jobs. Um, you know, I've got, like, a cleaning business. Um, one of my sons mm-hmm. and another person works for me. Um, I'm still doing, like, acting and modelling so I was still doing everything, but then I was still doing the, the drinky, drinky, and then, the, but still seeing that actually when I'm not doing the stuff, when I'm not doing the drinking or the other stuff, everything's so much easier, yeah. <laughs> a lot easier. <laughs> but then it would still sort of pop its ugly head and like be like, come on, just have one drink, you'll be fine. 
bang, straight back into the cycle. Mm. Um, so then I did end up, um, I was doing, I think I was nearly seven months sober, but still dabbling in other bits. Not so much, so it's less. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some, um, I just kind of built up the courage to do like a live meditation group thing with um, uh, Polly. I was going to say a real name then. It went. <laughs> 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 um, she helped me do like do all that. So I was doing that. And then there's a lady that I know from up, up shops. I mean, I don't know her really, really well, but I know her of her and stuff. And she came. Anyway, so I'd done the meditation thing. And I mean, I was literally shitting myself doing it. I'm even, I was so nervous. So it was just, you know, I know it's something that I should, should carry on doing more of, but at the moment I'm not in the right headspace to do it just yet. So I was doing that. And then after she was like, oh, I didn't know you were um, like in sobriety. She said, I didn't have a clue. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm seven months and da, da, da. And she was like, oh, I've done like the steps. And I was like, really? I said, because I've, I've tried NA as well. I forgot to say that. I've tried NA as well. And that's when I clicked. Oh, I'm an addict. I'm not mm. an alcoholic. I'm actually an addict. I get this now because it's not just addicted to the bad stuff. It's addicted to good stuff as well. Like I can mm. take things like and just do it like way too much. You know, I go to the gym. I, I do it way too much. I do something else. I can do it way too much. I've got bad OCD. And like it's having that addictive nature to, to, to numerous different things. So anyway, so she offered to be my sponsor and I was like, do you know what? Because I, I need to try something. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there doing like with the app and all the other bits and pieces. I'm really bad at reading. So whenever mm. I'm away, she'll say, oh, you've got this great book. I've got that. I think, I mean, I've got so many books. I, I read a little bit and then that's it. I just can't that's focus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really bad. I can yeah. listen to them, but even that doesn't work. <laughs> massively well I'm like oh okay do this oh okay do this just you know <laughs> so she was like right she said so this is with CA and I was like oh like cocaine anonymous I was like okay then you know that's good so, so she said she said but when we start doing this she's you know you do, do you have to understand that you have to stop doing everything and I was like what not even weed <laughs> she was like yeah. no, everything and I was like hmm. I wasn't quite sure about that first of all I thought, okay mm. let me try it um and at that point, I was doing just some online meetings and doing the step stuff with her. And I said to Dan, like, you, because he was willing to wanting to get help. And I said, will you go and do yeah. the, the, meet, the, the meeting that's down the road? Um, because he was worse than, with cocaine than I was. Yeah. So I think he went to a couple and then he, he didn't bother. He was still doing what he was doing. Um, I'd do, done my, some of my step work. Um, and I was doing really well, but then I was having a load of on and off for, I don't know, the last probably three years, maybe ish. Like my relationships just got really, been really, really hard. Like, um, you know, like his, his using was just, I didn't even know it was as bad as it was, you know. Mm. So all the times I'm thinking he's working away and then coming back, and like, I would do really well, not do nothing when he was away, and he'd come back and then. Like I would see it as me relapsing, not knowing that he was doing it when he was away. And I'm thinking now I'm like, oh my God, you fucker. Excuse my French. But do you know what I mean? I really thought it was me all this time. I've been blaming myself. But anyway, you know, that's not how the program teaches me. Now I understand now even more so. This is my stuff. It's nothing to do with anyone else around me. This is all my stuff that is being 
because I used to think, oh, a trigger, you're triggering me. You're triggering me. <laughs> and I, I'm triggering myself. <laughs> I so much easier to blame other people. <laughs> oh, my God. It was. It was. But now I know I'm like, well, I really need to go and sit with myself now. <laughs> where this is coming from. Sometimes it's really hard because you don't know where it's coming from. It's just there. But yeah. it just needs to come out in one way or another. And obviously, Holt is amazing. Yeah. Am I yeah. hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Sometimes it's all four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm lonely. I'm tired. I'm yum yum in. I'm, you know, it's like a whole like. Yeah. Oh, the rest of the world so, needs to take cover. I'm going into one. Yeah. This is it. Exactly. This is it. Goodbye, yeah. everyone. Um, I even bought a punch bag, actually. I have got a punching bag thing. Right. Which, is, like, yeah. which is great to get rid of aggression. Like, or just, mm-hmm. or I do it and then I just cry. Yeah. <laughs> I punch it and then afterwards I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm like, now it's, you know, so I've done all my stuff. I, I relapsed just before doing my step four when I was doing my resentments. Um, at that point, my husband wasn't living with me. I kicked him out. Um, and I... We decided to go out for a meal together because I thought it's all right. I'm strong enough now. I can do this. We can go out for a meal. And anyway, I ended up relapsing them. Um, but I haven't done, haven't touched anything since. And so this is the first time in you know for five months now, just over five months actually to be precise. Congratulations! <laughs> I've well not touched done. anything, and it's the first time. And I am so now I'm like, oh, here comes all the emotions again, like yeah. properly. And I'm really like I have been battling with it all like recently and I've decided to stop smoking so today's week <laughs> so oh, I'm like wow. this yeah. this has been a week from hell I <laughs> I've imagine. actually put myself in <laughs> oh. it's just literally been like a week from like Mer- Mercury retrograde that's up all the way till 29th June. full moon last night stop smoking and my lovely lovely's here I'm like what am I doing to myself <laughs> But you know what? Not once does I've have I thought I want to have a drink or I want to smoke a joint because I know if I start, not that I've thought of it anyway, but if I know if I start, I'm going to go back to exactly the same cycle, and I cannot physically or mentally do that to myself. I feel like I just yeah. don't think I could do it again. Um, so now, like you know, I've done all my, I've done my twelve steps. I've done all my step work. I've got one, two, three sponsees now that I'm taking wow. for the good work. And I'm very different because I'm not, as much as I believe in an infinite creator, I don't necessarily say God. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I do. Sometimes it takes me by surprise and it comes out and I'm like, all right, it's fine. (laughs) But I'm very much into like, you know, my guides, like my mum, like she's, she's there. She's with me all the time. You know, my ancestors, my, my animal guides, I'm very much into the whole, that there's so much more out there than what we can only see. So it makes yeah. a lot of sense to me to be like, yeah, I can hand this all over to something else because I've kind of been doing it before on and off anyway. Mm. You know, I've always woke up in the morning and been like, good morning, angels, guides, and da, 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 da. Yeah. So I do that anyway. So it's kind of quite, it's quite nice for me to introduce my way of thinking into the into the big book um, mm. with, and with meditations and all the other bits and pieces that I do as well. I mean, I... I find CA for me has is, is been a lot nicer and it's just, I prefer how it's done than with AA. Okay. It Does it, did it use the, 12, the same 12 steps? Is it the same book? Yeah, that they so use? it's the same yeah. book. 
the yeah. same book, but you do different things slightly differently with, it just seems more of a loving place. And I think it's maybe because with AA, it's just alcohol. Mm-hmm. And they only say, um, that's what they specifically said to me when I went, oh, you don't have to give up anything else. It's just alcohol. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. Whereas with CA and NA, it's like everything. Yeah. But I think that's well, quite so important, isn't it, to have all these different different things. Yeah. So some people will relate to AA, some to NA, some to CA, some like myself yeah. just on to the app. And, you know, the I'm yeah. Saved app is what I did it with. And that's why it's just so important to have all these different resources because we don't we don't all fit, you know, we're not all round pegs that are fitting into square holes. We're all different and we all need different things to, to help us. Yeah. Um, you know, some of us love Quitlet and the reading, others of Stone, like you said, you know, you just part, start. So it, it's, we're, we're all different. And I think that's the important thing isn't it we're all on the same journey but it's a different yeah. journey for all of us and we've all got our own ways and I think you know something you just touched on um one of the things that puts a lot of people off from AA and things like that is this this higher power and giving into the higher power and and for me you know she said it, it's not always it's not about God and I read a great quote that that said that a higher power is anything or anyone that helps you through the journey and that for me has been the I am saber app that has been my my higher power is that is the community on there um so I think you know I I think it's important for people not to be put off by a certain thing like you you tried it again somewhere else which is yeah it's great yeah just the way I think for me it's not just a case of like I don't if I hadn't have started with um, the IAS app and still am part of the IAS app and mm-hmm. the Taylor Gang group and all the other bits for me it's kind of had to be all of it together I don't yeah. think if I'd, if I'd just gone to CA it might not have even worked for me then and it's another thing to do with like timing everything has to be at the right time because sometimes I think I have fought in the past why didn't I why couldn't I've got this like when I was in my early 20s or whatever but then I do believe now obviously because I do like um, a lot of like healing with people I needed to go through all the pain and stuff that I went through so that I can then understand how everybody's feeling when I'm seeing like different clients. I know exactly how they're all feeling because I feel mm. it. I know, I, I know it. I, it's something that's really familiar to me. So, you know, that's another kind of like, you know, thing that we could talk about, but that makes like so much sense to me now. And it makes it, it makes it easier to go, do you know what? I forgive myself for anything that I've done in the past. Mm. You know? And feeling, you know, with your mansions again. <laughs> it, it, it's all part of the process and the journey, isn't it? It's, it's part of our drinking process and journey, our sobriety process and journey. And I, I do really believe, I'm a great believer, and everything happens for a reason. And from every breakdown, there's a breakthrough. And we have to experience what we experience in order to, you know, come to where we, are, we arrive at. And um, for me, you know, I've, I've, yeah, I could regret and I do regret. I had, did have regrets in the other days about my drinking, but now I'm grateful for it because it brought me to where I am now and to the community and the people that, that I now know and that have become very dear to me and who, you, you know, very similar to you, I, I looked to fit in. I drank to fit in. And actually yeah. when I got sober, I then suddenly fitted in. You know? <laughs> I found this great community and I like, oh, yeah. that's all I had to do was get sober to fit in. <laughs> um but as you say at any other time it probably wouldn't have happened I wouldn't have stumbled across the people I stumbled across and 
yeah so oh yeah there's definitely it's definitely timing with everything you know Mm. and I mean look at us there's a few of us all going which you've organized for us all on our little spa break in a couple of weeks but I mean this is just bonkers you know what I mean it's gonna be like all sober women all together it's just gonna be like surreal it's (laughs) yeah and and it's people that you know that that we've met on the app that we didn't know a couple of years ago we didn't know each other um you know, as you say, we're, all, we're there's there's ten of us people going off, <laughs> ten ladies going off to a treat yourself to a lovely health spa and and meet up all yeah. together and have a really good sober time. Lovely treat. Um, yeah. Some savings of not drinking or or doing for me not drinking or doing drugs, but you know what a saving. How much more of a uh, experience is that than drinking and doing all the other stuff and just never remembering anything? This is going to be like mm. a memory. You know, like oh. a, a, everything's going to be like logged in. It's not going to be forgotten. You know, so no. yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it is, and it all is, thanks yeah. to like you know the app and all the, and mm-hmm. everybody from on all you guys, all the hard work with all the you know the different like stuff categories and things that you're doing on all the um podcasts and stuff it's just grown I mean I'm still trying to get through stuff there's always new stuff on there and I'm like oh what's this one what's this one no yeah I'm, I'm <laughs> I try to start oh. going through it bit by bit but I keep kind of going in different places <laughs> yeah oh but but it's good and I think that's the thing you know it's the great thing about Sabertown podcast and that is that you can just you can just dip in and out and go and listen to the bits you want to listen to and and take it all and and, and it's a value it's evolving all the time the site there's different ways around you know it, it's changing so um yeah it just it, it's work in progress isn't it as as are we and and that's yeah. what's what's good but one of the things which come back to SJ was I was quite interested when you were because you used the word control a bit and and right early on when you were starting to tell us about your your journey um one thing that really struck me is um you know I haven't been a dancer in that myself as well was when you were told at quite an, an early age or a vulnerable age you know when you're thinking about wanting to be a dancer this is what you're thinking possibly to do for your career it's something you love for me dancing was um the only thing in my life that I loved and enjoyed around that that child and teenage age and it was my escapism it was where I could go and perform and be on stage and to be a different person from from my real life and um and then you had this teacher this person tell you that you'd never be a professional dancer because you were too tall and me when you said that it's like oh wow your dreams were snatched away from you because of something that you had absolutely no control over you couldn't control how tall you were and it was almost like yeah and it's almost like well you're told you know the rug snatched from under you your dreams are gone because of something that you can't control around that time of hormones identity crisis and and then all this sudden needing to try and fit in trying to find a way following all different sort of groups of people to try and fit in and find find your way and that must have been so hard specifically she was like oh you'll never be a professional ballet dancer in a ballet Mm. lesson while I'm there you know I love ballet I was only you know I was only young Mm. Um, because you're too tall or you're, you're too big or something like that because I forgot to sort of say you know I I had um sort of teenagery sort of years I suffered with anorexia I you know just didn't eat basically and I'd lost loads and loads of weight 
And my mum and dad forced me to go on holiday with them, took me away for a weekend and made me eat like this whole weekend. It was torture. Um, and then obviously it was quite easy for me to just make myself sick because I was in control again. Yeah. It was another thing that I could control. Mm. So, you know, I suffered with bulimia for, for quite a, a lot, uh, you know, a lot of years. And I still have occasional issues with it. Um, sort of if I'm if I'm finding like everything around me is just I can't do anything about it. It's not so much now, but, you know, a year or so ago, still quite mm. there. I would then eat and then do that because I would be like, right, I can control that. That's yeah. okay. And it wasn't even in the end, it was nothing to do with like losing weight or whatever. It was just control. Mm. So it's still, mm. you know. Yeah. Now I just hand it all over. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. monkey's yeah. take Do you know what? Yeah. I can't cope with that. Take that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. I'll cope with 30% of the day and you lot can cope with 70. I'm all right then. <laughs> Even if it's a really shit 30%, I can still yeah. cope with it. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh. So, so how are things now in your sobriety? I mean, it's, you know, look at you look beautiful, you're glowing. And obviously <laughs> I've seen you on the app, I've seen you in person, I've seen you in some of our chat groups and you're often sort of bubbly and dancing and um, <laughs> great fun. But I know it's been... A, it's a tricky journey for you a very emotional yes. journey um so, mm-hmm. so ha, just tell us over you know the last maybe the five months because you've stuck for the five months you've done everything for five months now so yeah. how how's that been for you um literally probably the best experience ever this time around okay. because I just feel like um all the other times all the other resets all the other like things that I've you know started and stopped and they've all like been like lessons there's at the beginning it was always like oh my god I feel so bad like I've done it again it was horrible it like just broke me you know but then as time went on especially like you know this isn't from CA but it was from from the app from the you know the I'm Sober app um and seeing other people and then having that like oh okay so this is all right this is it is okay to to have a relapse it's not like really bad like you know whatever um so now it's like I'm just kind of in that position where I've I've done so much worked so much for myself whereas now I feel like I can just enjoy it I feel like mm. I've kind of like once again I'm like I have arrived properly <laughs> and I'm like and this time I am sober <laughs> and I'm just gonna just enjoy every single last bit of my life no matter what gets thrown at me because you know I'm not here on this planet for forever so I need to make the most of it while I'm still mm. here and that's another reason why I wanted to give up smoking because my mum was a really heavy smoker and I've just been like right okay let's give up smoking let's just be a real clear vessel for everything because I don't want to be you know I want to know if I'm ill it's because I'm, I'm ill not because I'm doing yeah. something to myself there's okay. something going on because I'm something's not right so you know, it- and I've got a grandson I've got my four boys you know things might not be great between me and my husband I don't know which way what's what at the moment you know we kind of are sort of separated but living together at the moment things aren't aren't easy um but then I still have that like you know well it took me a long time to get to where I am so should I give him a bit more time to see how if he can get to where I am but I don't know if I'm if I could how much longer I can do that for you know what I mean um because he is getting counselling he is you know he is doing better and but I don't know about that yet, so I'm kind of just going, okay, 
that's another like add the 70% because I'm ready to pay with that. (laughs) And just sort of seeing how things go. But I in myself, obviously I'm a bit of an emotional wreck at times because I I think I'm perimenopausal and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. that's another chapter, isn't it, that women have to put up with. Like I chose to come back here and be a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Next time I come back, I wouldn't be a man. (laughs) (laughs) Because like it's really hard. We have so much more to contend with. <laughs> I want to be a cat or a dolphin when I come back. A cat or a dolphin, that's me. <laughs> Actually, I'd like to be a bird. I would like to be yes. a bird. Yeah, or your I birds. Love my birds. Yeah. yeah, I love birds. And then obviously, you know, last year I jumped out of an aeroplane as well, you know, and done yeah. skydiving. I mean, it's just like, and that was yeah. just being sober. So yeah. there's, there's well, a lot. What made you do that? Yeah, like what made you do that? Well, when I first started having like depression, anxiety stuff years and years ago, I went to mind like the charity. So I got some counselling from them and it was like, all free and whatnot. So it was just a case of, right, let me face my fears for one, because I don't particularly like heights. Mm-hmm. Um, let me raise some money for mind because obviously they've, you know, they and because obviously of all the stuff that's going on in the world at the moment, I know that they really needed money for, you know, their for the charity. Yeah. And, um, you know, just to really go and do something that I knew I would be facing that that sort of, I don't like using the word fear because I kind of see it as something that's not really necessarily real um, and and doing it. And mm. it was just the best thing I've, I'd, I've ever done. If anyone ever wants to, don't be scared because it is first few seconds you feel a bit sick and you think, what am I doing? But after that, mm. it is just the most freeing, like, it's just magical. <laughs> it's amazing. <Wow. laughs> it's just amazing. It really is. You get to the bottom, you're like, I want to go do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Now it's like just ticking things off, tick things off the bucket list, do all the things that like you want to do and you know, it's just so yeah. That, that, that's the thing isn't it I mean one of the things that I found sort of through this journey is that there were so many things that I did as a teenager and things I wanted to do that, that I had to give up or didn't come to fruition because of of drinking and just sort of things taking me yeah. in a different way and and now that I'm sober it's like I'm rediscovering stuff that I kind of could have done then you know I drank through my identity crisis I'm doing stuff sort of identity crisis and midlife crisis all in one I'm doing it all now you know my can <laughs> you know knitting just I, I just so many different things that I'm doing it's just that well let's just do it and but they're great things as well aren't they it's great to have goals to and things to esteem and aspire to and it's great to sort of take up crafts and hobbies things that we've always wanted to do things we used to do and and just just find the little girl in us again and the fun that's it your inner child's been like wanting to come out for so long like even when we were younger like you know he or she like with a lot of the time in most people's lives struggle to come out because of just life in general whereas now it's like he or she can come out with you know with your I'm not saying he or she for me but she is she yeah yeah if anyone that's listening they can come out and like and feel free because we're not doing things we're we're there so they can come out and they can be safe and do all the things that they you know mm. that we couldn't necessarily have done when we were younger um like I'm now because I've been doing like vision boards for the past two years as well and like they're just amazing they're like one of the best things you can do like have all the things that you want to do places you want to see like just different things that you want to do and it's all kind of all coming true like you know I've been doing on and off Reiki healing with people for a few years now and like this year I've actually got to the point 
where I'm actually going to be getting like a proper treatment room. The website's all going up. Like I'm doing like going to be doing sound healing baths for people, like in groups. And I'm like, oh my god, this is all coming up. It's because I've I've put in bloody hard work to get sober, <laughs> and now I'm going to be doing all the things that I'm. And because I'm clear, and it's like manifestation, man. You know, doing all the things that it's all happening. It's just yeah, it's amazing. Brilliant. I love it. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> and and you look brilliant. You sound brilliant. And you're always a, a breath of fresh air to us wherever we <laughs> see you, hear you. You're wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. I do have my moments. I'm a nightmare as well. But you know. <laughs> oh yeah, don't we all? Don't we all? You know. Um, oh well. Is there anything else? I know you want to do your sound bowl, but is there anything else? Yeah, you I'm want just going to end it with just because a lot of people. Yeah. I know a lot of people that struggle with like because when I do like my when I go and do main shares well like doing little shares for CA and stuff um I know a lot of people struggle with meditation so Mm -hmm. I usually do like a little share about stuff and then I'll I'll end it with a singing bowl and every single time everybody's just been like they don't even know what to say afterwards because they're just like oh my god I was completely gone and I'm like I know that's the whole point (laughs) I do my share and none of you can say anything back it's great there's a method to my madness yeah. So some people really. struggle with them, but if you struggle with meditation and you want to get like a singing bowl or go to some sessions where people are doing it, you will just have a really lovely journey and you will be relaxed and calm and it kind of clears your aura. I'm going to bring some bits and pieces when we go away for the spa weekend. Fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm going to do a bit of Reiki healing as well on some people. <gasps> oh, I love yes. Reiki. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Come on in. In it comes. <laughs> Let me stage the room after each one. <laughs> Next. Welcome. <laughs> oh fantastic fantastic brilliant okay well I'm going to say goodbye for now I'm going to say thank you very very much it's been an absolute honor and privilege and wonderful to to I've finally done it you've done it you've done it how do you feel do you feel okay yeah I feel great I'm just literally like buzzing and you know I was a little but when you when you messaged me earlier I suddenly had that oh what am I doing I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Should I have written it all out? Should I have written it all out? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? I'm like, my guides were going, Sarah, shut up. Just do it. And Just like, do it. Yeah. I feel good. Well, yeah. Good. Well, I'm here anytime. You know that. So you can. we can always catch Thanks, up anytime um, you want to. Yeah, so. And you. And I look forward to seeing you again in a couple of weeks. Be I fantastic. know. All right. <laughs> well, you take care for now. And I'll leave and you, you to your thing Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, I'll just do a little bit of this. Ciao, yeah. darling. Bye. Bye. Right, I'll do a bit of this for just to clear the energy for everyone namaste namaste